Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. And welcome to this episode of the Power Yourself podcast. My name is Carl. With me today is Jillian. Jillian, how's it going today? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Really good, thanks. I'm excited about today's episode, which is patience. Now, they say patience is a virtue, but what does that actually mean? Why are we so impatient in our daily lives? So today, we're going to look at the value of patience and how to get better at being patient. So Jillian, let me start off. Let me just ask you a very basic question. What is your definition of patience? What is it? And why is it important? Probably the ability to be able to maybe accept and not get um, aggravated <laughs> or frustrated when maybe things don't go your way. Okay, so being able to go with the punches, some might say, and kind of go with it as opposed to fighting against the force. So we're looking at it in terms of time here with patience. And I, I feel like if there are su super patient people in my life that I look at and just go, wow, they never seem to get agitated or upset. So I guess we have to kind of look at it in terms of, is the reward going to be in the short term or in the long term? So what's the value in us simply waiting for something? Is that what we mean when we talk about patience is simply waiting for something? I think it's more about reacting to something. So like you talk about short-term and long-term gains, I feel there's both, first of all. I feel maybe the majority with patients is probably going to be more with the long-term gain. But I think the real thing is not just spiraling out of control, really, to being able to handle the situation that you're in and be able to get through it emotionally stable. It's funny when we look at people who are really driven, really motivated people, one of the things that they will wear almost as a badge of honor is the fact that they are often impatient. They say, look, I'm not going to just sit around and wait for things to happen to me. I'm going to be motivated to take massive action in my life to get the results that I want and time's ticking and I'm going to get up super early and go for that run and I'm going to work night and day to get what I want. Are you suggesting that if somebody's patient that they're less driven? No, I'd definitely say that, you know, there's nothing wrong against being like determined or, you know, being successful and really knowing what you want in life and going after it. I think what we're discussing here today is more about the situations when we don't get what we want. Okay. So when a situation doesn't exactly pan out like we had envisioned it, how do we handle those types of situations? So patience, instead of it just being viewed as having low standards, you're saying, no, no, patience is being resilient to when we don't get the results that we wanted immediately. Oh, absolutely. And I would say on top of that, it's about being able to stay positive through it and not react negatively and kind of have this huge reactionary situation based on us not the kind of story not going exactly as it was planned. So we just want to throw out some examples of when patients would be helpful. So these are things that take time in order to get the results that we want. So for example, if you're interested in losing weight, 
Maybe you're interested in bodybuilding or sculpting your physical physique. Maybe becoming an expert at something, learning how to play a musical instrument, learning how to master the computer. Uh, for example, I've been using Photoshop now for about a year, and I feel like I'm just starting to get the hang of it. It's a complicated, intense program. So for myself, personally, I think, man, you know, I'm glad that I'm going into it with a mindset of, hey, this is going to take a while. You know, my expectations have been um, drawn out so that it might take me a year or longer or maybe years to get better at it. Uh, advancing your career is another one that comes to mind. Uh, grieving a loss. These are all things when patience is helpful. It's very uh, frustrating and might I even say impossible to speed up some of these processes because we're not in control of all the variables therein. And when we try to control them, you know, look at all those like the emotional and the mental kind of effects that happen when we lose our patients. Okay. So when we blow up, how toxic that can actually make our attitudes or make our story in that moment become. So I feel about practicing the patient's peace, we can stop that negativity before we put the gasoline on the fire. I feel like one of the main tenets of patience is our expectation and about what we go into the situation believing is the fair and just outcome. It reminds me of a very quick story. Years and years ago, I went to Cuba and I was at an all-inclusive resort, I had an amazing vacation. But I did take a trip outside of the resort, and I got to see incredible poverty, and it really changed my eyes. So I come back home, and I was at the checkout at the supermarket, and there was a person in front of me, and they were losing their mind that it was taking them an extra couple minutes to use the checkout. And I thought, wow, what a difference a country makes. You know, in Cuba... The last thing they're worried about is the time it takes them to check out groceries at a supermarket. And here's a person in Canada who is really impatient. And I thought, wow, isn't it interesting, the expectations, you know? And I think that, I think one of the, and this kind of ties into gratefulness and thankfulness that we were talking about, about wondering about how much of our daily lives is spent looking at things that aren't there versus things that are. Yeah, the expectation piece is, it's a hard thing because... I think we all kind of envision what we want <laughs> and when we don't necessarily get that we have an emotional response to it so you're talking about the countries how they differ and I would even say the moments how each individuals differ think about situations like you nailed it like being in line at the store even maybe sitting down in a restaurant and you see those irate customers who are losing their mind because their supper took a little bit longer, okay? So like those situations in traffic, huge one, okay? Like getting frustrated because you didn't make that light. Maybe the person's driving a little bit slower in front of you. So these are all day-to-day -day situations and I think by learning how to defuse them before they kind of spiral to something bigger, we can help make our day-to-day -day life a bit more positive by being prepared for these situations that will continuously occur around us. Now, there's some definite challenges that we have in our day-to-day -day life. We live in a modern day and age where everything is available all the time. And it's interesting to me that when that is taken away, people are in a situation where now the expectations need to be changed. And sometimes they need to be changed 
maybe involuntarily. I, I remember being on an airplane just recently and not having internet for four hours and thinking, wow, that's how long have I gone with constant internet? Years. And then I go on an airplane and I don't have internet. And it was like, oh, I don't instantly know what the weather is going to be. What if there's a news event that happens? What if someone on you know social media has done something that I need to be aware of? So it was just interesting to me that I started feeling a little antsy, a little impatient. And I, I'm not even a big online guy, but I just thought just having access to it made me feel better. I noticed like with television these days, everything is on demand. If you need a show, it's instantly available. And waiting for a show uh, can be really frustrating as well for people. So I find that maybe 30 years ago, the level of patience that was expected from people has changed to the level of patience that's expected today. Yeah, you nailed it about... It's basically society and the day in which we live. It's a click of the button <laughs> culture. I click the button, now give me what I want. <laughs> you know, and that's encouraged. And even that reaction of people not getting what they want, that aggressive behavior, it's given attention. So it's almost like our culture is negatively or reinforcing that behavior. So, which I find so frustrating because I feel that sometimes something that's so toxic and so negative is given so much attention that it becomes reinforced. So people see reacting in that explosive state as I get what I want. I totally agree. And I think that it also gets reinforced in the marketing that we get, whether it's on television or on the internet. In our daily lives, we seem to be bombarded with advertisements and messaging that essentially says, you deserve it and you deserve it right now. And you know, they never show a vac they never show a, a commercial of somebody who's not going on vacation. They never show a commercial of somebody who didn't buy the car, you know, uh, who's conservatively saved their money over a number of years. You never see that commercial. You know, it's always a person on vacation, the person driving the wonderful SUV. So it's tough because the benefits of patients aren't always visible. We can't really show them off to people the way we could a new car or a house or some sort of, you know, new, you know, sports coat or something. Yeah. And look at all the benefits that come from patients. I know we get rewarded for ex exploding sometimes, but when we take that extra couple of minutes and we practice patience, let's look at the impacts that it actually gives us in our life. So those benefits. So you're looking at physically even, okay? So less stressed out. Just, I'm asking you right now to visualize when you blow up, what that feels like, what that looks like, okay? Physically, you're aggressive. Your shoulders are probably in a little bit more. You're tense. Your body's tight. Blood pressure, whoop, through the roof, okay? That's not good for the long term for your body. It's funny what you mentioned about in an earlier episode about mindfulness and about meditation. And it's interesting, you know, if you're stuck in your car on the freeway and you're not going anywhere and you need to get home and you're impatient, you could also restructure that mindset to say, look, I'm here alone in a car by myself. Why not practice some deep breathing? I'm not going anywhere. I got, you know, 20 minutes. Maybe there's been an accident up ahead. And it's interesting that you can take the same situation and you can either be negative about it or positive about it. And I'm noticing that's kind of a trend with these podcasts is you can kind of take almost any situation that's day to day and you can really analyze it 
to see, well, am I going to view this as a negative or am I going to purposely view this as an opportunity in my life? And that's it. It's about what story are you telling yourself in that moment? What story are you putting on in that record? Are you going to say how inconvenient the situation was? Are you going to say how annoyed you are, how you got places to be? Or are you going to stop in traffic and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to reframe this to I have an extra five minutes to myself. I have an extra five minutes to deal with my tunes. I have an extra five minutes to listen to Carl and Jill's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and it's funny, too. The other thing that comes to mind with patients is, and I'm using, in my mind, I I view like trying to master a skill, for example. So whether it's learning something on the computer or whether it's trying to get, you know, woodworking or playing a musical instrument. And I find that a lot of this comes back to the idea of how we look at failure. If failure is going to be a negative thing or if failure is going to be an opportunity to grow, even if it wasn't in the exact direction that we wanted to at the start. And that's a tool that we can use to help make our life more positive. It's just about reframing. Reframe the story you're telling yourself. It doesn't have to be negative. You're giving it that negative story. You're giving it that attention. So take a step back. Breathe for a second. And guys, I know how hard that is, especially when you have your emotions triggered. Maybe you have a lack of sleep going into the situation. Maybe you're on a tight timeline. I can list a billion things why you should fuel the situation, but I'm recommending you don't. You take that time. You breathe. You really look at your emotions and what you're feeling and take the time to digest the situation before you react. So let's use a specific example and walk through that. I think that's really, I love what you're saying there. Let's use the example of you know sitting in a car. You know, So you're, you're late for an appointment, there's been an accident on the road. And what I hear you saying is to reframe the situation in your mind, to basically have a sense of emotional maturity and humility to it and say, look, I'm not gonna be able to change this situation. And since I'm stuck here anyway, I might as well make the best of it. There's really no advantage to getting upset about it. And as such, let me take some time for myself since it's been presented to me. And it's funny, even even as I say that out loud, I can feel myself going, hmm, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing that this happened. It's just a thing. And I can take advantage of it and I can use it for my own benefit. Well, we can't control everything in our lives. We can't control people's reactions. We can't control some events that happen. So it's about learning how to deal with it and learning how to move past that inconvenience. And what I like there is you've said, you know, learning how to deal with it. And it's like, I guess the first step would be acknowledging that we are upset about this. And I think a a lot of us go through our lives not really ever acknowledging that we are angry or sad or that we want something. And I think that's really the first step in dealing with it. So if I was running late and if I was impatient, I would have to acknowledge that. I'd have to say to myself, hey, hold on here. The reason I'm upset is because I really want to be at point B and I'm stuck on point A. And I think even just mentioning that out loud gives us the power to say, okay, now I can deal with this situation. I'm in control of it. And analyze the situation. Did you do everything you could leading up to it? Okay. Maybe you did this time. Maybe you did leave early enough. Okay. Maybe you prepped. You did all the prep work, but the event just didn't go as planned. That's life. 
Maybe you didn't though. Maybe you left at too short of time. And if you really analyze that situation, I'm going to bet if you dig a little bit deeper, you're probably more mad at yourself than the actual situation. You're mad that you left it till the last minute to be able to be across town. So it's being able to be that aware, I guess. So making sure we've done everything we can to succeed. And then, you know, sometimes it's just where the cards lay. So Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that with, I think one of the things that us as people, we're hardwired to really respond to a sense of justice and a sense of right. And that whenever we're late, or let's say we have to wait in a long line, and we start telling ourselves a story like, well, this isn't fair. This isn't right. It shouldn't be this way. And these are all things that are out of our control. And I think it takes a certain level of emotional maturity to say, well, you know what? Life isn't fair. Life is not always right. And that's just sometimes the way it goes. And it's, I guess, you know, people who are really truly patient have learned, I guess, on some level to master that and say, we are where we are and we need to deal with the reality rather than the idealized goal of what it should be. Yeah, and if life was always what it should be, it would kind of be boring. Because, you know, I feel that sometimes when we don't get what we want, it's the best thing that ever could have happened to us. I feel Can you talk a bit more about that? I know you've mentioned this on occasion, just as we've talked off the air a little bit, about when something doesn't happen exactly the way we want, that it's actually a positive thing. It can actually be reframed as a good thing. Can you explore that a bit more? So looking at situations, when we don't immediately get what we want, you can kind of think of it as an opportunity to explore different possibilities or an opportunity to practice patience or an opportunity to practice something you're not that good at. I always think, like one of my thought processes is, if things are not happening for me immediately, I feel I still have to learn something or I feel I can learn something. So as opposed to being in this weight land of this opportunity that needs to happen right now, I'm like, I, I try to rephrase it more and look at the situation like, hmm, what can I practice in this situation or what can I gain from this situation? So not making it all about the end result, but saying, wait a second, I can expand myself. I can learn something new here. I can practice some of my tools. I can practice simply being a better person right now. So I find not getting what we want allows us to be able to deal with that better. Does that make sense? Uh, that Absolutely makes sense. And I'm reminded of a phrase that's used sometimes in hospitals or EMS where they'll say that a client going to the hospital is an involuntary client. And it's funny, what I hear you saying is the universe sometimes presents us with opportunities and we are involuntary customers of that experience. That now the universe has presented us, we never asked for it, but the, the universe has presented with us an opportunity to be a better person. And you know what, Carl? That's exactly it. And we can choose to benefit from it, or we can choose to write it off and be frustrated, or just check out. That's cool. It's whatever you want to do. I'm one of those people. Let's say I took a course. 
I'm going to try to get everything I can out of that course. I'm going to squeeze that textbook and try to get all of the educational tools I can. So in these situations that you're not getting what you want immediately, why not try to expand yourself as a person or try to practice your tools and become a better person? So that's interesting. What I hear you saying is that when you're reading a book or when you're in school, you're in a learning mode. And what you're saying is, why not have that learning mode basically turned on or at the ready at all stages of your life? So that if you're in a situation that requires patience, you can flip into learning mode. And trust me, <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is probably one you know, it's one of the areas that I'm definitely making that conscious effort to try harder to succeed in. Like, so I love it that we're not sitting here, Carl, saying we're perfect individuals who have it all figured out. We're not. We're struggling too on certain things. And patience happens to be one of mine. I find it easier to practice patience with somebody else and much harder to practice it with myself. So I'm way more short fused with myself. So these, this is something I need to be aware of. So when I'm starting to get mad at myself for not maybe achieving the level I wanted to achieve, it's about, wait a second, Jill, what can you gain from this? What can you take away that's positive? How can I reframe the story so it's not this negative event in my life? So let's talk a little bit here about what we can do to actually get better at being patient, things that we can do. So let me throw a phrase out here and then feel free to run with it. So patience is linked to self-control. I think that's a great one. I think practicing patience is technically practicing self-control. It's not giving into that reaction. It's reserving ourselves, stopping for a second, breathing, checking in, and then moving forward. It's interesting because I think people who are really patient, they're in control of what they can control. So they're very aware of not only what they're able to change, but they're also equally aware of things that they cannot change. And they're at peace with that. And that I find a hard piece. I find mm -hmm. it's a struggle to realize you're not in control of everything. And I think the art of letting go is sometimes way easier to say and really hard to practice. Sure. So if we have to be patient and we're not choosing to, uh, but the opportunities presented us with it. And so we need to now, you know, grow into that. Uh, we can use the extra time to do something else. Can you talk about that? What would we, what can you do? You're standing in line, you're stuck in traffic. You didn't get the result you wanted. What is it that we can do with that extra time? One of my quick fixes is the gratitude train. Like <laughs> I just go through my list. So basically what I'm trying to do is uh, cut off the gasoline <laughs> that's being fueled to the fire. And so I try to reframe my thinking. So I start thinking about things I'm really grateful for. I'm very happy about to have in my life. And if you think about that for a second, guys, it's really hard to be negative and toxic if you're going through that list over and over again in your head. I know that you talk a bit about forgiveness. Is it important to forgive yourself if you're not achieving your goals quickly? Is that just like giving yourself a pat?
pass. How would you structure forgiving yourself in this whole idea of being patient? Well, I think being patient with ourselves is a huge piece of it. Like I said, it's, I find it easier to be patient with other people and harder to be patient with myself, but I kind of have to remind myself that, hey, I'm a living being and I'm going to make mistakes too, just like everybody else around me. So I have to allow myself that time and that space to be able to maybe fall down a couple of times and then to pick myself back up. So the whole with the patience lens, it's about not needing to be perfect right away and about enjoying the process of getting there. So let's talk quickly here about the benefits of patience. Like why, sh- like why would somebody listening today even care about being patient? They might be sitting at home thinking, sure, I get it. I probably shouldn't freak out in traffic or I shouldn't yell at the clerk because I had to wait too long. But there are some tangible benefits to incorporating patients into our daily lives. What are some of the benefits of patience? I would say the uh, physical and mental are probably pretty quick to get there and why this would be a positive thing. First of all, stress-wise, it's less stressful if you don't feed into that negative situation or blow up blood pressure, like I said earlier. You're probably going to sleep better because you're not almost mad at yourself. Mentally, I would say you're stronger okay because you're practicing that self-control like you mentioned I like the whole emotional piece and for me it's why I strive every day to practice patience is because I feel when I am successful it's almost like I get more confidence in me with the ability to be able to deal with not (laughs) not so great circumstances or a not great situation that everybody eventually faces. So I feel when I can handle those situations, even the small ones that require my patience, while I'm building up my tolerance, I'm building up my ability to be able to use patience to get me through those tough times. So I feel very proud and successful when I achieve those times. Yeah. And I wonder too, sometimes about what our level of expectation is when we leave the house in the morning. You know, I wonder how realistic we are with timetables about things. You know, like I, it's so funny, you know, you see, I always use like playing a musical instrument, for example. You see someone who is really good at playing the drums or really fantastic at playing the guitar. And we know logically that it took them years to get to that level of proficiency. And yet we pick up a guitar and three hours in, we go, man, this is really hard. And we get frustrated with ourselves. And it's like, wow, like the disconnect between mentally what we know is true and yet how it feels sometimes can be hugely disconnected. We do go back to this a lot. I feel like our culture is that immediate gratification. So it's encouraging the right now, like you have to achieve, you have to be good. But wouldn't it be boring if you were awesome in in every situation or in everything you picked up? Like That's true. Yeah, you it know, would be, yeah. seriously, I feel like life would be a little boring if that was the case. Yeah. So sometimes these not being good at the drums when you first pick it up, like those situations, it allows us to build up our characteristics as a human being and our tools to be able to use in these situations, like it allows us to learn more about ourselves so that 
first of all, I feel like we can fall in love with ourselves easier and we can be prouder of ourselves. Yeah, I just think the reward is continuous and endless. So guys, like we just talked about it, you know, like not every situation is going to end perfectly for us. So in today's society, I know it's hard and I know we have a million things on our plate. So let's try consciously to make that effort to take the step back when we want to react. Maybe look at what feelings we're actually feeling at that moment, okay? Analyze ourselves first before we start to get judgy-judgy on everybody else. Maybe breathe for a second. If you feel like you're being very negative, maybe focus on that gratitude list that you have in place. All tools that you can do to help you get through that impatient moment. Fantastic. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Power Yourself podcast. Now, we have a social media page, and we'd invite you to check us out on Facebook. You can like us, follow us. You can ask a question even leave a comment. We encourage you to get involved. So thank you so much for your time today. I'm Carl. I'm Jill. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time on Power Yourself.